This is John Doonan, president of IMSA, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. The machine of a dream. Such a clean machine. 720 WGN live here at the uh, Rolex 24 at Daytona with the one and only president of IMSA, John Doonan. John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks for making the long trip down to see us here at Daytona International Speedway. It's a pleasure. Not only just basically in the contrast from weather, Tom Skilling would be the first one to tell you it's a lot, it's a lot nicer down here. But it is great. This is an event that brings. It's a magnet, I think, for the entire world. Not only the world of racing, but now certainly the world of racing fans through the extended coverage with uh, with NBC. But this isn't news to you as a guy growing up uh, the racing pride of Plainfield, Illinois right. for the listeners there. Been a fan, attended IMSA whole life and, and wanted to get involved obviously in a big way with the, the Mazda program for the last 20 years here. But now to take the helm, it's almost be careful of what you wish for because you've got it, right? And now a lot of people have a lot of kind of hopes and dreams on you to be able to kind of take IMSA to that next level. Yeah, it's uh, completely a boyhood dream. I uh, grew up in the Glen Ellen Wheaton area. I'm a proud hilltopper from Glenbard West High School. Nice. And, um, you know, my dad raced uh, amateur sports cars with Midwestern Council growing up. So I was at places like Blackhawk Farms in, in Rockton, Illinois. I uh, uh, traveled uh, all over the Midwest, uh, up north to Road America, to have him and, and support him in his racing. But long about nine, ten years old is when I started going to IMSA races with my dad and fell in love with endurance sports car racing. Always wanted a career in motorsport. I had the opportunity to serve Mazda as their director of motorsports for 17 years uh, with that company. And when Mr. France called uh, to open up a new chapter of dreams for me, I was uh, very excited to take it and honored to have this chance to grow uh, what, I, what I grew up with. <laughs> One of the things that I, I think I saw written somewhere is one of the transitions that you've had, especially with so many years of the great Mazda program, is not having a specific car kind of to pull for. And so you think, okay, you can understand the greater good of the sport and everything, but has it made it easier because you don't have to maybe focus your attention? Or has it made it harder because of maybe the relationships, both good and bad, maybe some competitive ones throughout the years? For sure. I, I'm a competitor. I'm a racer at heart. Um, always wanted to win. And fortunately, last summer, we had a, a great summer in the Mazda program, Won, won three races in a row, uh, one of those being at our home track from growing up at Road America. But coming in, I've, I've always been uh, a fellow colleague of the other competitors in the paddock or in the garage area. And um, my hope is in coming into this, the other manufacturers realize that one of their own is here at IMSA, can think about the things we do from a strategy standpoint with the technical rules and the way we market and communicate the IMSA product to our fans that I have their best interest in mind. But yes, I obviously am a very impartial uh, participant now. Um, stayed up all night here at the Rolex to support every one of the manufacturers, walked up and down pit lane and stayed away from the Mazda box so that nobody could even really? suggest. Like, actually? Really? No, I, I certainly stopped and saw the drivers that I had the chance to developed from when they were in karting to now this highest level but in all sincerity um, 
I told Mr. France, you know, it's kind of strange not having a specific horse in the race. Right. And he said, yeah, because now you got the whole stable. Right. And that's really kind of neat uh, way to look at it. And just coming to the events, looking at it through a different set of lenses and um, thinking about the ways that we market our ourselves as a whole, uh, not just IMSA, but all of the manufacturers to uh, the thousands of fans that are here uh, on site or the thousands that are watching on television. You mentioned marketing a couple of times and I think that's a unique perspective that you bring to it's a very I think powerful asset to have you know on the manufacturer side you know as much as we get rolled up into the results on the track a lot of times it's a marketing program it's right to raise awareness and also on the R&D side for maybe some of the things that they're doing on the consumer side when you look at Rolex 24 and what it is it is it is a crown jewel of the racing world of course for the IMSA schedule but talk a little bit about what it is that makes it so special because you look at the roster of drivers that participate and their accomplishments you you know Juan Pablo Montoya Helio Castroneves Simon Pagino and of course you know champions from NASCAR with Kyle Busch this brings the biggest drivers to compete yeah it started with a vision and that was from Bill France senior uh, Jim's dad In 1962, he wanted to have the Daytona Continental, which was uh, a sports car race, an endurance sports car race that brought the best of the best together, the best cars, the best drivers, the best teams uh, to compete in an endurance format, which turned into what is the 24 Hours of Daytona, the Rolex 24. And we've we've carried on this tradition now, the 58th running, and it has been an iconic event, but one that all drivers, no matter what their discipline, they want to put a Rolex watch on. Last year, Fernando Alonso, put a a Rolex watch on. Uh, In the past, there's been NASCAR drivers uh, that have placed a Rolex on their wrist. Uh, A.J. Foyt has won this race, you know, a a name that that nobody can uh, can forget. Certainly others more recently, the Paginos, the Alexander Rossi's, the Ryan Hunter Rays that have come here uh, because they too want to be part of kicking off the racing season. You know, all eyes in motorsports are on Daytona, uh, both physically and and broadcast-wise with the fans we have here. And it's, it's continued that tradition. The, the Tony Stewart's of the world, the Rusty Wallace's, they've all come to the Rolex 24 and wanted to strap one on their wrist. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who I had the chance to be interviewed uh, by yesterday, which is bonkers. It's just really a, a special event, and we're proud to be able to kick off our uh, 2020 WeatherTech Championship and kudos to the WeatherTech family out there in Bolingbrook and for what they've done uh, for our sport as well as uh, for the city of Bolingbrook and the, and the whole area. A lot of great connections uh, on the Illinois side. I think to have those drivers involved, and not only have them involved, but have them as respectful for it, as excited about it, as in tune, I think is a testament to what it is, the challenge, and all those things that it means. One of the things I think is very important, this is a great opportunity, is, and you brought up Dale Jr., part of that great NBC broadcast team, is to have IMSA and to have this race and other races included in sort of that kind of marquee stable of motorsports that they're featuring is a huge step. It's a great opportunity to reach so many more people. Yeah, our, our television numbers from 2019 uh, were up over 50% from 2018, uh, which is a huge testament to the, the broadcast partnership uh, with NBC. We also launched in November uh, what's called our, our OTT platform on NBC Gold, the, the Track Pass. 
where people can watch on uh, whatever device they carry with them, whether it's their, their iPad, their Android, their iPhone. And that's really helped us uh, reach an additional audience, perhaps uh, maybe younger in, in age uh, skew. And so we, we've got to continue to find ways to get our product in front of an audience and, and use the current audience to try to attract more, uh, but definitely a younger audience. Uh, because as I said, I grew up at the racetrack. I was baptized in motorsports and and uh, we need to do the same with with uh, the younger generation having uh having imsa being there and being kind of showcased on nbc and with those drivers there bringing in new fans and all of that kind of things for people that may not be as familiar with it one of the challenges that nascar has faced or at least that's been a, a kind of expressed to our listeners is because no longer are, are the cars that are racing the exact cars you see on the road. And I think that's one of the strengths of IMSA as well, because you may not see them every single day, but you've got a lot of those cars people can relate to. Yeah, with 17 auto manufacturers represented in our entire platform here, if, if you can't find something uh, in terms of a brand that, that you can uh, be passionate about or relate to as one of your favorites, um, th- there's issues because uh, we've got everything under the sun from the, the brands like... Like Ford, um, General Motors, uh, the iconic American brands, several of the the German manufacturers, BMW, Porsche. Uh, you've got Lamborghini, you've got Ferrari, uh, you've got the Asian brands in, in Acura, Honda, and Mazda. So it's it's auto row of yeah. motorsports, and what we do on track is one thing, but you go over to the midway, and all the manufacturers have a display. They're engaging with the customers. They're showing them the new road car product. They're having a ride and drive. Experience experience here on site so you know i went to the chicago auto show as a as a little boy with my dad and uh go buy your tickets for the auto show uh, and i always went to the displays and because dad was in racing i always wanted to see the motorsport connection you know what did the x manufacturer bring that reminded me of what they did on the racetrack and making that tie and what we're trying to do here is showcase uh, the product uh, the powertrains uh, that people uh, can relate to in the most grueling test laboratory there is. 24 hours here, we're hopefully going to achieve 3,000 miles by the end of the Rolex 24 this year. You know, you could do probably hundreds of thousands of miles of road car testing, but what we can accomplish here in 24 hours for our manufacturer partners is is remarkable. I think the education side and the experience side to get up close and personal with some of these, you know, through the broadcast entities and all the people here on site, I'm sure you're translating into some some car sales, right? I'm, I'm sure that that's happening. Yeah, for sure. When you see your brand win, uh, I always had the philosophy that it certainly brings joy to the owners of name the brand. You see your brand win, it makes you proud. That's what I have in my garage or or that type of thing. Um, At the same time, back to the the midway that's here, um, the fans that come here are wanting to see the latest and greatest uh, technology, the latest and greatest styling and and design and um, our top category. Daytona prototype uh, allows manufacturers to do exactly that. Yep, a lot of winners around the world when uh, when you're in victory lane that kind of celebrate with them. Mentioned the marketing, and you mentioned let's say for Mazda the research and development that translates to success on the track, but also on the consumer side. I was excited and really interested to see about the partnership U.S. Drive with the Department 
of energy. So let's talk a little bit about that. How how IMSA is not only you know creating those kind of relationships, but maybe saving the planet. Yeah. So IMSA Green is what we call it, and I think um, you know being authentic in the green space is critically important. So for many years, the top level of sports car racing in the U.S. through IMSA has had a relationship with the EPA. Uh, the Society of Automotive Engineers, the SAE, and we uh, re-engaged our relationship with the Department of Energy. Because there's so many automakers involved in uh, IMSA, as well as our tire partner, Michelin, as well as our fuel partner, VP Racing Fuels, we have to um, make sure that we stay agile, that we can react to what's relevant in the marketplace you know maybe there's an alternative fuel that's going to come to the pump and you're going to you're going to be able to to choose something uh, with higher um, ethanol content or you're going to um, be able to look at a a fuel like isobutanol which uh, i previously brought to the series which uh, the one we brought was uh, sugar based Um, maybe there's going to be something else on that recommended fuels list um, that we'd like to showcase here you know corvette racing uh, was was instrumental in bringing cellulosic ethanol to the, to the series, you know, and so our opportunity with those uh, agencies is to remain engaged, have them educate us on what's coming next, have our manufacturers do the same, and then a lot of them have test laboratories where we can do fuel testing, where we can understand the impact and make sure that not only on the racetrack, but with all the transporters that bring the equipment to the racetrack, we're being as efficient as possible. Uh, we have a, a program called Safeways that all of our transport Porter drivers understand now that aerodynamic efficiencies on a semi-tractor trailer can improve uh, and and make a positive impact relative to carbon footprint. So that's really our our intent. Uh, It needs to be authentic. Uh, We want to be good stewards of the environment while we're also putting on an amazing show of performance on the track. There are so many aspects of it and and some higher purposes built into all of that fun entertainment uh, action and race. Let the listeners know we're talking with John Dean, president of uh, of IMSA, and also, of course, the the racing pride of Plainfield, Illinois. And as we let you go, John, we're going to have links up at WGNRadio.com for all of this stuff. Like as soon as I walked through the door, got to let the listeners know. You mentioned the food, of course, America's great food town, America's great restaurant town. What are some of the things that you miss about? I'm sure you get back, and of course, Road America is only I don't know three hours away. But when you uh, get back to to home. Well, um, after the new year, uh, I started a new diet, so I got to be very careful here because when I say this, my wife's going to be shaking her finger at me. But there's nothing like a double cheeseburger at Portillo's. Uh, there's nothing like uh, a, a deep dish pan pizza at Gino's East or uh, one of those awesome Vienna hot dog stands uh, that's uh, sprinkled throughout the Chicago area. But um, really, Chicago will always be home every time uh, I come in for the approach. Uh, see the lakefront, see Soldier Field, see Willis Tower. I get chills, and um, I, I love Chicago. It will always be home to myself and, and my family. My mom grew up down by uh, what was at the time Comiskey Park, and so uh, we're we're Chicago through and through. 
love all the Chicago sports, uh, love the arts, and love all the restaurants and entertainment that the city brings, and can't wait to actually get home. I've been down here uh, for several weeks trying to prepare for the race and get up to see everybody here uh, very, very soon. Amazing time here in Daytona. We'll have to work on that program where we institute sort of the sister city food program for all the stops on the IMSA schedule. And uh, thanks, John, for everything that you're doing. And thanks, of course, for jumping on the show today. Really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, go Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, and Cubs. <laughs>